This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I love when my guests introduce themselves because I can't introduce you better than than you can. So go ahead and tell the listeners who you are and where you're from and just give them a little bit, just a little bit of you. All right. So hi, my name's Cassie. Um or so every time I say my name's Cassie, everyone's like, oh, Kathy. No, it's so Cassandra or Cassie. People messed that up. <laughs> yes, literally everyone's like, oh, Kathy, I stopped correcting people. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll go by Kathy. It's fine. So like anything that's kind of sounds close to my name, I'll probably respond to it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, originally from Texas, uh, live in Mason City, Iowa now, uh, tattoo artist at Benevolent Studios. I've uh, been a tattoo artist for about five years now, almost to this day. Well, yeah, it's kind of basically just me. <laughs> I love that. There, there's a lot to, to there's a lot to go uh, dig deeper in. So <laughs> love Texas. I've only been to Texas once. I went last year for a comedy festival. We went to Austin. Just had a great time. Um, right. Like, where are you from in Texas? And how old were you when you moved? So if you pull up a map of Texas, it's literally the tip, like the the last very, very, very last sector you could get is the, is the tip the of the okay. <laughs> It's the shaft of Texas like, is what you're it. saying. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like it's literally like the last place you can get into um to cross into Mexico. Uh, and that's actually where uh, most of my family is from, is from Mexico, like right crossing that border. So I'm from Brownsville, Texas. So yeah, it's like the very, very last part of Texas that you can get into. Um, and so I moved over here about eight years ago now, which is super weird to say. But yeah, I've been here in Iowa for about eight years. So moved over here maybe when I was... 18 or 19 something like that if it if it adds right i'm <laughs> so i don't do math a lot but it, it, gotcha. that's right anyways mason city is essentially the biggest town in north iowa is that i feel like that's 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 correct i'm just gonna say yes because i'm also <laughs> super terrible with like <laughs> people always like oh the population is yada yada and for me it's just numbers like it goes in one and then out i'm like yeah that sounds like a big number okay um but i mean we have what a tj max so i think <laughs> <laughs> and a target which a super target which is really right. the most impressive thing uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was I was doing some shows a couple of weeks back in Dow City, D O W City, which is hilarious because there's actually a Dow, Iowa, without the city. But I digress. And I was asking the the crowd, I was like, "Hey, how many people is in this town?" And somebody was like, 400 And then another lady was like, "It's four hundred and it's four hundred and eighty five, like <laughs> on the dot." And I'm like, "Okay, I apologize." So, um, oh no. Mason City is eighty-five people. <laughs> so Mason City is, and this is from twenty nineteen. 
27,000. What brought you out to Mason City? Uh, so, yeah, I get asked that like all the time. As soon as someone uh, knows that I'm not from Mason City, like that's the first question that I ask. So, uh, I had it. I have it prepared already. Uh, so my sister <laughs> running from the law. Okay, go, go ahead, Cassie. Uh, no. So my sister actually. So my family is one of those families that just moves around together constantly. Like my aunt picks up and moves, and then so you know the rest of the family kind of goes with. Um, so it was my sister's time to move, and she wanted to come over here to um, Iowa just because we had lived here uh, previously in Iowa before when we were kids. And this was when I was like May, still in elementary, um, like fourth or third grade, and then moved to Texas. And then my, my sister was graduating and wanted to go to college, uh, and she remembered when we were children how much she loved Iowa. So it was always her dream to come back over here. So, of course, she started looking, uh, you know, different places that she could find in Iowa. And she wanted to be a nurse. And actually, NIAC has one of the best nursing programs. So that's how she kind of ended up over here, which um, then the rest of my family followed. And we've kind of been stuck here ever since. (laughs) At least my sister and I stuck around. Uh, My parents moved back to uh, Texas. They live in Mexico. um, And so... Yeah, they kind of just moved back there, and my sister and I kind of just stuck around. So I blame my sister for being here in in Iowa. Uh, so what's the <laughs> relationship? <laughs> what's the relationship like with your sister? Is she like your best friend, and what's the age uh, difference? Yeah, best friend. Uh, I mean, it definitely wasn't always like this, but nowadays she's my best friend. Uh, she's definitely like my solid person to go to, rock all that good stuff. Uh, we're two years apart, so high school and middle school us did not could not stand each other but as soon as she moved out uh yeah that's when the missing kind of started i was like you know it wasn't so terrible having someone around all the time to annoy so (laughs) but uh, we're we're ridiculously close now with my young kids i am just eagerly interested in to know how their relationship will be as they get older once she actually moved out of the house it was that realization of hey you know it wasn't so terrible having someone around constantly that uh is always there you know kind of no matter what um and i think once she moved out and uh it was kind of weird because we would send each other letters like this was back when you know phones weren't like super big or anything like that so i remember like getting super excited to receive a letter from my sister that you know i forward to like oh letter and then once we um so we got a little bit closer then and then once we actually hit our our adult ages that's when we got like super super close um and i think that was more just because we were able to have our own individual time you know away from each other and grow as people and then really get to know each other all over again as adults and you know not have not have that whole little snitch part like oh i'm gonna go tell mom this and that you know so it was it was nice where it's like well you can't rat me out anyways like so you know it was nice being able to just be myself around her without having to worry about getting in trouble or anything like that and i think kind of same for her uh she was a little bit better of a kid so she wouldn't get in trouble as much as i would so i think for my end i was like yo i can't even hang out with you because then you're gonna go tell mom this or that so um but yeah no hopefully i'm not sure with your kids like as far as like the bigger age gap but i know as far as like the younger ones even if they really don't like each other for a good phase 
they'll get over it and they'll become best friends. Like it, everyone gets there. I have two boys and a girl, and it's really cute to see how the girl interacts with both the boys. But there's just there's something about the two younger ones when they like sit next to each other or they they play and they entertain one another. It's just something about I like I can see them being best friends. So uh, thank yeah, you for that. that special bond for sure. All right, so uh, I want to go back to you say your parents they they're from Texas, but they go back to Mexico. Right. So my dad is actually from Mexico and my mom is from um, Texas, Brownsville, Texas. Okay. Uh, and yeah, so right now they are both living in Mexico, but my mom travels like every single day for work, crosses the border because she's a registered nurse. So she's an RN. So every morning she'll wake up and cross the border so that she could work um, in the States uh, just because they already have a house in Mexico and it's, you know, dirt cheap compared to like living in the United States. So um, yeah, they live in Mexico right now and makes for a really good time to go visit. Like it makes for a really nice vacation time. <laughs> so uh, with your dad being from there, what, what's your nationality or your ethnicity? So I'm Hispanic. Um, I am not Mexican because I wasn't born in Mexico. Um, I'm Hispanic because I've got, you know, my dad was born in Mexico and my whole family is, you know, Mexican pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, that would make me Hispanic. And I am fluent in Spanish. That was actually my first language. And then uh, once I started growing up and all that good stuff, I actually lost a lot of that. So if you don't know Spanish, like I'm super fluent, but if you know Spanish and like you know your stuff, you can tell that I've got like an English accent to it. Like I'm not. Got you. I struggle with Iowa a lot. I had a young lady on and we talked about the whole Mohawk. It For me, it's never ending. What's your relationship with Mason City, Iowa as a Hispanic woman? So honestly, I so I am like Hispanic and all, but like I feel like I'm the most diluted version of that. Like I'm more white than anything. Like I'm not, but I am where I mean, I can only speak so much Spanish and I don't really tap into my culture uh, very much at all. I know I definitely should. Um, or Hispanic really comes in handy when, you know, someone is in the grocery store and they can't uh, communicate with the person that's like full on Spanish. Uh, mm-hmm. Then I can be like, oh, hey, I've actually got this. Like mm-hmm. I can t- definitely tune in and uh, help out in this scenario. So I feel like that's the only huge benefit that I have um, other than like, my skin being tan (laughs) that's all i get from it and then of course like the food the food's great it's amazing (laughs) is north iowa becoming more diverse because it looks that way on paper (laughs) but it doesn't feel that way so okay so when i lived here and this is going like way back but when i was in like third grade and first lived in iowa it was so weird because you know i my first language was spanish and i was very fluent in it like my household would just speak Spanish and then I'd go to elementary in Iowa and the teachers would actually get upset with you if you spoke any type of Spanish like they'd send you to detention and all that stuff I don't I vaguely remember getting like yelled at for speaking Spanish but uh my sister got hit with it a little bit harder like (laughs) I know yeah she was two years older so she remembers it a lot better than I do but so since they would get upset uh, with us speaking Spanish, and there was only three Mexicans, three or four Mexicans throughout, you know, my whole school at the time or my whole um, grade for that time, and so it was kind of weird. Uh, like looking back, it was really weird. Like okay, like you know, don't speak Spanish or like don't act this way or that way, um, just because like 
you're gonna get in trouble and so i'd go home and then i wouldn't want to speak spanish anymore um because then it's like no that's negative reinforcement i'm not gonna get in trouble in my house you know um but now growing up i there is such a huge difference like coming back over here my cousins go um to school here in mason and it's just a completely different experience which thank goodness for that because yeah there's a, a lot more you know spanish people or mexicans and like just diversity in general like there's so much more going on and such a broader mix of people which i mean i think we really needed just because back then it was kind of rough you know being like oh i'm like tan and i speak spanish and then everyone else blue eyes blonde hair it's like okay something's not right here <laughs> um, but yeah no i do definitely get that where like the diversity has definitely changed and yeah there's there's a lot of uh i actually do see a lot more like mexican groups um but i have i couldn't tell you where they're coming from like i know we're not related so gotcha. <laughs> about, like, like i don't think we're related um but yeah i have noticed that for sure as far as clientele goes um i don't have like a certain um clientele when i used to work at a different uh shop i would there would be mexicans that would come in and they would request uh me specifically only because i could speak spanish um but the place i'm at right now um isn't very well known we don't advertise at all it's just kind of all word by mouth um so yeah we just kind of see a very slim amount of people and friend group i don't have a specific friend group it's just every anyone that i meet you know that i vibe with is who i hang out with uh so yeah i couldn't even tell you it's just such a it, no one is the same as far as like my friends go like white Mexican, like everything just all mixed <laughs> that's beautiful would you would you consider what you do your one of your passions? Yeah, yeah. I funny enough, I was literally just um, telling my client this today uh, while we were working. She was like, she asked me what I was gonna do after this, and I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and she was like, like you know, what's your like plan for after? I was like, oh, oh no, like I would always had such a thing for art. Like I've always drawn. Uh, I always tell my clients that like I was I wasn't the greatest kid growing up, so I got sent to my room a lot. Um, <laughs> and you said I had a lot of time on my hands, so I would just. <laughs> but my mom would be like, "No, nope, we've had enough. Like, go to your room. I don't want to see you right now." I'm like, "All right, cool. I'm just gonna grab my pencils and paper real quick and just go draw the you know few hours away or whatever." Um, but yeah, no, it is my biggest passion. I, it's just crazy. Um, to get to do what I do like every single day. Like I don't work, I draw for a living. I, you know, get to create art for a living. So it's one of those things that I would be miserable if I was doing anything else. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you're not interested in having kids. Like kids is not something on <laughs> your agenda. Is that is that a real thing or is that something you just posted? I think what it boils down to is I don't want children coming out of me. <laughs> like specifically, I don't want to like, you know, that's, it just seems like a lot of work and and hard work too. Um, I have yeah, you push a person done, out. <laughs> like yeah, like you stretch uh, the. I've you know my two coworkers, or actually my boss, um, just had a baby about six five months ago, and then my other coworker just had her baby about four months ago. So I got to see them throughout their entire pregnancy, and I, they were they have gorgeous babies, and they rocked the whole pregnancy. But I don't think with the symptoms that they were saying 
I would not be able to be carry myself as well as they both did. <laughs> like I know as soon as I found out that I had something inside of me, like a little parasite inside of me, I would take advantage of that and be like, I can't walk anymore. Like everyone has to do something for me because you know, I'm growing a whole thing. So it just doesn't interest me. Um, but I, that being said, I have always wanted to adopt. And um, that's always been one thing that I have brought up with any partner that I um, do get with that, you know, future wise, it's a huge thing for me to foster or adopt, um, which I know that can be just as difficult. Well, not as difficult because like, you're, you know, popping mm-hmm. anything out. But um, yeah, so I, I do want kids, but not in like the normal sense of let me just have my own because for me, it's not really important to have my own. I'd actually rather not have my own and just, you know, have one that's already pre-built. <laughs> yeah, like, well, gently used child. Let me- <laughs> I love that. Still in the box. Let me get one of those. <laughs> um where did your like relationship with cats start and and why cats like why not parrots or, or you know like lizards or anything <laughs> so okay so i actually used to be a huge dog person i absolutely loved dogs i loved my own dog uh but when i started working so at a point in my time i did work three different jobs and I was living alone at the time. Well, I still live alone. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I had my dog and I just felt so ridiculously guilty that I would just leave him a home, you know, home alone. I wouldn't be able to walk him as much as I would have liked to. So I ended up um, asking my mom if she could uh, take him in for me. And then I'd get home and it was a very empty house you know it was i needed something just some energy around so i turned to a fish um not great at taking care of fishes <laughs> i'm not out pretty quick and so i was like you know what next best thing if i can't keep this fish alive maybe i can keep a cat alive that was my next logic um i am allergic to cats though but i wanted to just i wanted to risk it just because I, I wanted some type of thing and I, I figured you know what dogs are too high maintenance um fish is i thought we're gonna be low maintenance but if i i mean a, fi- a fish was a fish um didn't last long so cat just seemed logical to me <laughs> and so yeah i tried uh I, I went to go look at cats um at the humane society my sister went with me and i remember the day of looking and searching for the perfect cat and we go in and they're you know how they're all in the cages and they all have like little tags on their little cage like greens yellows red well we grab one that it's it's a little cage and it has like the red sticker when we don't even think twice about it we take her out and she's like purring and being so sweet and she's so short with a short tail and i was like she's so cute and my sister went to go grab another cat you know just to kind of have both of them around so she grabs like maybe like a green or yellow cat and the cat hops down and then this gray cat the first red one uh goes onto the bench where i am at and then starts like swinging her paw down kind of like um mesmerizing the other cat to come play with it i was like oh my gosh they're gonna play it's gonna be so cute well the orange or the other cat like comes towards um the gray one and as soon as the yellow cat or I should have named it cat number two. Cat number two. 
Yeah, cat number two starts coming over and wants to be like all playful and cute. And as soon as cat number two is close enough to cat one, that number one starts bopping its head like just aggressively. <laughs> and like, I was like, you just freaking trapped cat number two. Like, what an evil cat. And that's when I knew, like, I need to take her home. I was like, yeah, this oh, is my cat. <laughs> number one is my cat. Like, you're so aggressive, but adorable. You're coming home with me. I. I have to. That's not how I thought the story was going to end in any any facet. Did did you ever find out what the the color, the different color tags meant? Yeah. Yeah. So red means don't bring them out with other cats. Like, hey, I'm an aggressive cat. Don't let me interact with other cats. And so you would think like that would be so obvious too. Like green is good, green is go, yellow is maybe. Red's like no, don't don't mix these cats. And so we actually had to end up calling uh, one of the workers, and we're like, so we might have let an aggressive cat loose with one of the really nice ones. And she's like, oh oh my god, like starts booking it to it, and yeah. So. Eventually, they were able to grab uh, the cat that I chose, the number one, and put her back in her cage. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, that's actually the one that I want. So if we could just take her out again, that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, no, I... So the reason I actually did choose her um, was because... So since she was aggressive, I figured, okay, that means I can never have any other cats. I can't ever have any other animals, anything like that, because if she's going to be aggressive. Uh, then about two years later... On Facebook, there was a person that was going through a divorce. And so since he was going through the divorce, I think they had like six cats all together, six or seven cats all together. And so he was looking for a home, like to rehome his two or three cats just because he couldn't take care of the six cats alone, which is super understandable. And the cat that I bumped into, just gorgeous cat. I hadn't ever seen anything like her she had like blue eyes uh super brown tan just a gorgeous mix of browns and uh i, I immediately po- apologized to my first cat because i knew she i needed her too <laughs> so now i have two cats but that is my limit i think i don't know give me two years and we'll we'll, we'll get back to it what, what's we'll the what's the cat's name uh <laughs> my first cat her name is juju and she actually came with that name and it was just so fitting for her so yeah we stuck with juju or i stuck with juju and the second cat that i have uh her name is voodoo just because i wanted to keep that same theme and if i have any other cats like i have a whole list of just (laughs) keeping that theme alive so i've got juju and voodoo i'm pretty obsessed with them but like also um i have other passions i promise not just my art my cats <laughs> you're gonna make a great mother you you already have the names picked out you have paul right. Clint, like, prince this is this is this is fun okay so when it comes to certain emotions and how you're supposed to feel i've lost both of my grandmothers so i never knew my grandfathers um i was born they both had passed away um before i was born and my grandmothers, I lost them both before I graduated high school. Is there anybody in real life that you, you've you lost that, it, that has hit you? My grandma, she passed away um, a few years back and I was ridiculously close with her. I She lived in Mexico and I remember as a kid, every summer my parents would drop me off in Mexico for like a week or two weeks during summertime. And I would just... Uh, 
stay at her house. And like, I was just talking to my friend about this the other day, actually, where uh, now looking back, she must have asked my parents like, hey, can you please drop, you know, my grandchild off and I'll take care of her. But at the time, I didn't think anything of it. I would just get dropped off and be like, oh, yeah, it's, it's time for grandma's house during the summer. And, you know, I it was such an amazing experience and I'm so, so happy that I did get all that time with her just because we'd wake up and uh, she actually owned a candy store in Mexico. Well, it was very much the village kind of had their part, had their role. Um, so my grandma's role was the candy lady. Like she had candy in her house and this was like, you know, those, uh, the clothes that you, the lines of clothes or whatever, where you hang your yeah, yeah, clothes. Yeah. Uh, so it was very much like that, except for instead of clothes, it was candy bags. So all over, um, you'd walk in and there was just bags and bags of candy hanging from her ceiling, pretty much a roof. And yeah, and then it like, shelves, like Mexican just, candy with like, yeah, spices and stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is like just your purest Mexican candy. And it was great because she'd also make, um, different treats as well like frozen bananas with sprinkles with nuts like mm -hmm, she was mm -hmm. always decked out with snacks so it was always super awesome like all right i'm gonna spend the week with my grandma and then just you know fill myself up with candy or it was all these different memories that you know i could go on and on about um but yeah when she passed away because we were ridiculously close um that one hit me pretty hard, especially since at the time I did live here in Iowa. So unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it to her funeral or anything like that. So it was kind of a little worse just because I couldn't make it over there. You know, I couldn't pay my respects or anything like that. And then the house I was talking about, like where she had all her candy, where just like kids from the whole neighborhood would come and be like, all right, like, you know, I've got this 10 cents and 10 cents wouldn't really get you anything. But my grandma would be like, you know what, here, have two lollipops, have this or that. So it was always such a warm, loving environment. Um, her house ended up being demolished pretty much just because after she passed, uh, she had given the land to, I believe, my dad. And then I want to say that my parents were either building a place on the land or something had happened where her house, you know, base is not there anymore. So by the time I actually made it back to Mexico and then pulling up into just a square lot where all these memories once were created with her just completely vanished, you know? The memories are still there, just the whole foundation was just gone. So that hit me like a ton of bricks when that all happened. So I had to actually take time for myself in the car. And just, I remember like crying for like two hours. And I'm like, okay, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm gonna get out the car. Nope, back in the seat, just start crying all over. Um, Cause that one did hit me hard. And I don't think I've ever experienced anything even close to that type of emotional um, pain. But you know, everyone, lives and dies and all that good stuff so yeah out of all of them i think i feel like that one hit me the hardest but i've definitely come to accept it as well and i'm super happy that i have all these super super fond memories you know with her so do you have any questions for me or a question that you would like to ask yeah so okay i was thinking about this um the other day and i was gonna ask because i'm not sure if you have already been asked or not but it's kind of a 
two-parter so bear with me <laughs> so is there um anything that you know you constantly think of like that's a big regret like do you have a big regret in your life and then you know kind of on the flip side of that like what's one of your things that you definitely don't work at like whatever the flip side of that would be like gotcha. you're I, I don't know how to put this into my my son was doing a family tree you know my wife and her family is all filling out the names of the great grandmas and where they're from and the european and, and you know all these <laughs> and they're like okay what about your dad and and your side and i shit i don't fuck you i don't know like these are <laughs> leave it blank you know what I'm saying? put in a or, and I, I i would say right now that's that's probably my biggest regret and that's not a lot on me you know because when you're a kid and like i said my, my grandmother's passed away we don't really have a source to go get answers so that 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 would be it package that up and whatever that is <laughs> so something that i'm really proud of Easily my kids. I think they're I think they're great. I'm I'm proud of my vasectomy. <laughs> I think that's a, that, that was a win for America. You know what I'm saying? Very proud of uh, my comedy album. That was just something that there was so much work that went into it and the way it came together, which was far from perfect. Um I listened to it from time to time. I watched the special and there's <laughs> there's so much there's so much wrong with it where there was almost at a point where I had to, and I've done this before, like I just stopped listening to it and stopped watching it because the negativity would 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 win. Like I would like, oh man, I messed up on a joke or this bit was that. And and it took me, it took me, it took me a while before I was able to just really watch it for the beauty that it was. And I think sometimes that's what people do. Like they they criticize <laughs> this this has nothing to do with anything, but kinda. Uh, Dexter New Blood, which is the new season of the show Dexter on Showtime, it it ran for eight years and then it went away for nine years and then it came back. I did an episode about talking about this TV show and everybody's like going crazy over the final episode in the final season. And I feel like they're missing the, the point. Like if you just take it for what it is and not what you want it to be, what it could be and analyze just what you have in front of you, I think you'd be able to see the beauty more, more. So for for me, the comedy album was, was such a beautiful thing that I had to work towards seeing because all I could see was how, how, how many mistakes was in it or how imperfect it was. And now I love it. And I think it's one of the, the, the best comedy things that I've ever done with, with my career. So uh, those three things jump out the most. So. No, that's awesome. Yeah, that was really well put too. And like, yeah, like most of the things that are imperfect are honestly like the best things around. So I definitely get that. Also, your kids are adorable. I wanted to let you know before before I forget. Super, super cute kids. <laughs> Thank you. Well, one of them wasn't for for a long time. <laughs> so I, I like I accept that that now. But when I did have my ugly baby, and people would tell me that he was cute. I was like, I don't know if I trust your opinion as a person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you're just telling me what I want to hear. So um, thank you for that. So uh, the the last two things I wanted to to do, and I know we're kind of pushing for time, but I just want to squeeze it in because uh, I'm having so much uh, fun talking with you. One was I couldn't remember when and how we met. Um, did that memory 
spark out to you because the only thing I can come up with is I've seen you multiple times at comedy shows. And in the beginning, I thought you were like close friends or friends with Dylan Meek. Like, was it someone else that I thought you you had sort of showed up for? And then <laughs> I started to see you a little bit more outside of if that person wasn't on the lineup, I still would see you. And I thought that was that was great. And it was always interesting because sometimes I would see you by yourself. Sometimes I would see you with multiple people. And I always tried to like <laughs> keep a tab, but I feel like you're someone that it, you can't keep a tab on. <laughs> like, 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 it, it's hard to know what's going on. So um, yeah, d- 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 do you have any memory of, of how we met or where we met or any of that? Yeah, yeah. So funny enough that you bring that name up. Um, so Mr. Meek was, we dated, uh, I'd say on and off for a good while. But I was actually there for his very first show. I remember how just extremely excited he was. This was all very new to him. And of course, I was going to show up to him or show up and be there for that show for him. And I loved comedy as it was. So it wasn't, you know, it was more of a, yeah, this is awesome. I'm excited for you, yada, yada. So I ended up going to the show and absolutely just loving the environment, loving what it was all about. And I think maybe, no, actually, we we kind of fell out after that. Um, <laughs> and actually, So he stays real close with his, um, he doesn't stay close with them, but he'll still, he does really well with inviting anyone and everyone to his shows. So a lot of it was um, because he would still send the invite because he's really good at promoting himself. So I'd be like, yeah, of course, like, even though we're no longer together or anything like that, I still want to go out watch comedy like it's gonna be hilarious for sure and more times out of um more times than not you would be the one that would be hosting it or like it was your main thing and so then after that um i started going uh to go watch your shows. i appreciate <laughs> that fan. no because like they were so good and i knew like anytime that i would go to see your shows like i knew i'd have a good time for sure and most times i would go um i'd actually go with my aunt she was um very much the person that i'd bring with me and you've met her just a, oh, she's adorable at a time like we wouldn't miss like any shows just because for us it was like a uh, t- good t- good excuse for us to hang out like hey let's go get dinner and guess what days having one of his shows like go laugh it up and you know it was one of those real good times where it's like you know can't even be in a bad mood if you're gonna go watch comedy so yeah i, I watched a lot of your shows um at the beginning it was through me um because he did introduce me through the whole comedy thing and then after that um i was able to keep up with like what shows were where and all that so i try to make it to as many as possible just because i love comedy shows like they're so great like that's beautiful and i appreciate it and also i didn't know that you guys had dated like as as long as i've known (laughs) meek uh i I had no clue so um, yeah he was the first person i actually ever dated from moving to i actually met him at four oaks we worked together at four oaks yeah and so it was very hush hush for a while and then it was it was so toxic he's yeah, we were ridiculously toxic. Probably why he didn't bring it up. <laughs> uh, it's been years. It's been literal years. But um, he's one of those guys that he was such a. We were so um terrible. Really, it was just a terrible time. 
but not in a relationship great guy awesome guy like i like oh yeah it's still with me like he's a really cool person don't um don't try and feel but like yeah no cool person but also we okay. were both yeah we were both so young at the time i think i was like 19 20 or something then yeah i was really really young at the time so yeah um i i've known him for a very long time and yeah yeah no it, it's one of those things where we ended up um we're still friends to this no, we are acquaintances to this day but <laughs> <Yeah, okay. Make laughs> i have nothing bad to say about him honestly he's he's a great guy his comedy of course always blows it out the water as well <laughs> no he's, he's my favorite person yeah. um, to watch grow when it, when it comes to comedy Oh, yeah. uh, out here so uh oh, fantastic so uh, the last two things i'm just gonna put it out there and then you can conclude it and share as much as you want about them one was how is well it's kind of funny that we were talking about this how is dating here in north iowa for you how has that gone over the, <laughs> the last several years and then <laughs> i wanted to conclude with your passion of of what you do for a living and uh, if you have any favorite pieces that you you've created or w- most memorable tattoos, that kind of thing. So. Dating, dating, dating. It, it took me a long, long time to. I was used to be so toxic in relationships, and I would just always find myself in really toxic relationships. And looking back, kind of um. I'll admit to being really toxic as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, kind of, uh, I would definitely egg things on or kind of, you know, feed the fire for sure. It was one of those things. But now that I'm, I'm 26 now, I'm like, I've definitely cooled down. It's, I've matured. I couldn't even imagine like the things I used to do, like when dating, like I'd, terrible but like i remember one time an ex was like sleepy i always had like a uh a feeling you know like you go off a feeling you're like "Ah, something's something's up and so you'd you'd go like sneak into their phone and stuff and looking back now it's like why would i ever why would i ever stick around when i had a feeling of course i would always find something and it's like no nowadays like I'm, i'm so happy that i have matured so much and i have grown so much and i've worked on myself a tremendous amount to where i couldn't i wouldn't be able to last a single day in a toxic relationship as soon as that red flag comes up just one i'd be like you know what no we're we're done whereas before it's like bring the whole circus of red flags and I'll, I'll stick around but nowadays it's i'm too old it's <laughs> i don't it's too much work at this um time in my life i have too much going on with work and you know really putting myself first my work first like if you can't provide anything um more than what i already have going on for myself then i just don't want it there's no need um to be dating you know whereas even two three years ago i would still in that child mindset of oh why isn't he texting back or like you know all that just red flag things um so yeah no i used to be really shitty in relationships sorry i don't know if we could curse about <laughs> but yeah i used to be real bad in relationships but now i'm so happy to actually have had all those really really toxic relationships because now that i'm i am in a relationship right now mm-hmm. um <laughs> thanks the, yeah it's an extremely extremely um non-toxic and it's just like wait this is how it's supposed to feel exactly like, you know, exactly supposed to argue all the time like, <laughs> really? 
Why are you talking to me? Why are you sitting down and talking to me about uh, feelings and how I'm feeling? Yes, yes. Um, so it's one of those things that it, I've been put through the ringer with relationships, and it's so nice. It's like such a fresh breath of air to finally be with someone that is very emotionally secure, emotionally intelligent, um, and just really validating, just very reassuring. He is a very, very reassuring uh, man. And I, I could, I, you know, don't, don't haven't been with him for too long, but I mean, I could see, see him. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's, a, that's amazing. Know. You don't have to say more. That is, that yeah. is fantastic. Uh, Absolutely. Toxicity in any relationship is dooming. And it's amazing when you are not in one of those relationships where you start to breathe and you're like, okay, I get it now. Like, this is, you know, why people get married and have babies. Like, this this is a different type of of connection and respect. And that's beautiful. And uh, yeah, last was with your, yeah, do you have a favorite piece that you've done or... Uh, tattoo that that kind of thing yeah absolutely so i don't have a favorite piece i feel like i just do so many different pieces where i feel like just the other day i did a death moth on a chest and it was hands down one of my favorite pieces i look back i'm like dang like i am just so happy i'm so proud of this you know piece that i just did and then i'll turn around and do a completely different piece where i'm like you know what i'm so proud of this piece like look at how <laughs> they're, they're like you know? children to you they're like cats <laughs> like, <laughs> like, individual it's so yeah i have such a um versatile uh i don't have style is the thing i don't have one pinned down so i can do multiple different ones which comes in handy like looking back at my work um because i just can't choose a favorite i just the clients that i have i'm super super happy with um just because they really do let me do my own thing and when it's a new client um working with a new person and kind of get adapting to their style and what they enjoy is like what really drives me as well like if i can do something that really speaks to you like that makes me the happiest um and so really it, it would be so so hard and a little unfair to choose, choose one specific um piece that i've done just because i i enjoy them all so much and it's not even just the pieces themselves it's the people that i get to interact with daily um i've met so many amazing amazing wonderful people that um even i can see them in my life even not being clients anymore you know and i've met specifically through getting to tattoo them and it's it's just such a wonderful i i i'm always so thankful for having such amazing clients and such cool pieces that i get to do um so yeah so i don't have a favorite but i do have all my work posted up at benevolent studios just not to like shout things out but oh no i was gonna make sure you did (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah um so the the piece that you were just talking about it was a woman and like it was on her chest and you could like see little boobs and it was beautiful is is there like a difficult body part to add a tattoo <laughs> yeah so i'm not a fan like i'll do it but i'm just not rib cages rib cages are pretty hard pretty difficult to do personally and also under the arm it's just not my favorite part to do just because it's such an awkward stretch and for under the arm it's such a soft tissue where 
it makes it a little bit more difficult to do as well so i'm just not i'll do it but it's just not my favorite area to work on and then ribs i've gotten ridiculously lucky to where most of my clients don't um really flinch but i mean i have had some of my ribs done and i've flinched so i can't imagine like why my clients don't flinch where it's one of again like it's kind of a more difficult area to work on personally um just because it's there's such a lack of stretch and then you have to put your um client in such an awkward position as well so overall i feel like it's just weird it's just an awkward area where there are other areas that i can reach a lot easier so yeah so those uh so i'd be like rib cage and underarm that are are my least favorite to do but at the end of the day if someone says like you know like that's the only place that I want to get tattooed is my rib. Like, all right, like, go, let's sit down. We'll go ahead and knock that out for you then. Because at the end of the day, it's I'm still getting to tattoo. And so it's okay. still- So what would you say if I walked in and said, I want a tattoo on the sexiest place I can get a tattoo at? Like, where's the new sexy spot? <laughs> um so and again very this is just me i think that kneecaps kneecaps are so so (laughs) fine just because like can you imagine some ripped jeans and then your tattoo kind of peeping out like oh like on that kneecap yes please (laughs) i've always found it pretty attractive kneecaps for some reason like hey your kneecap looks okay just regular but could if you threw a tattoo on there like <laughs> rip jeans in it's it yep it, it's golden <laughs> this this was so much fun i'm glad you were able to make time and talking with you was was fantastic but also learning from you and you sharing this is this was great anything else you want to say before we get out of here and <laughs> i'll let you get back to your cats and your guy and everything else <laughs> I have more, I promise. There's so much more. Um, No, I definitely appreciate it. So the only thing I'd have to say is like, yeah, if anyone that is listening wants to get a tattoo, anything like that, they're interested in getting tattoos, I'm always up for more clientele. Um, Sorry to use your platform, but I'm going to (laughs) take, soak it up. Um, Yeah, Mason City Benevolent Studios, definitely check out everyone's work. I work with amazing, it's four tattoo artists. We're all female tattoo artists. And everyone's work is just so incredible there. Um, so if you haven't already checked Benevolent Studios out, I would uh, definitely check it out. And we've got a piercer there as well. So yeah, but no, otherwise, I really appreciate this. And thanks for, um, yeah, again, letting me do this because this was a, a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs>